It's Tori. It's Janelle. It's Ivy. It's Liz. It's Brooklyn. Today we're going to be talking about darker days. Um, that's going to be the title of today's episode. And we really want to talk about our testimonies when God has taken us from a dark place in our life and brought us into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So guys, what's something that God has brought you out of or what's a story, a testimony that you can say that really changed your life or that you met God Maybe you really understood who he was. Um, let's start with me. <laughs> okay, um, well, to go into my life, um, I grew up in a pastor's home. Uh, my family was always in ministry. And I was really involved with my sisters, me and Alexis, me and Jordan. Um, Alexis went to college, and me and Jordan had to start doing the music. Um, we started playing the piano. We started leading my mom would have to go to the mainland to um to deputize and kind of like raise some money or like speak at conferences and it was up to me and george but me and jordan would have to do all the music and then it came time where jordan had to go to school and you know jordan was my best friend we did everything together and i knew i wasn't gonna have her to lean on um spiritually or just musically in church friendship wise when i would go places i wouldn't have her um, and it really kind of scared me. It freaked me out because I knew I would be alone. And I kind of started, like, dealing with a lot of fear socially and, anxi- like, just anxiety going to different places. Because I, I was by myself. Not really, like, I had friends, of course, but I didn't have someone that I knew was going to be, like, my strong person. Okay, I'll just go hang out with, with Jordan. It'll be fine. So that really, um, like I said, it started anxiety. It really was something that I dealt with when I graduated from high school. So I was graduating. I had just started my job at Tricked Out Accessories, where I worked majority of, that's the only job I've worked at until today. I got a job at the Y. But, um. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. For the next two weeks. But, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so I um, started my job and it was like brand new. I had no idea what I was doing. It was in sales. If it, like, you know, I'd talk a lot, but I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really want to work. I was just working for kicks and gigs. And I started having anxiety attacks at work. So I would be alone. I would just deal with just fear of anything just if someone would say like no you're doing it wrong I would freak out and it would just click and I would just go cry in the bathroom honestly it was really sad or I would go home from work and just cry because I didn't I wasn't fully understanding what I wanted like what I wanted to do with my life or just overthinking the future and just overthinking everything um and kind of putting on myself like why am I doing this wrong why do I not know what's going on why why don't I understand basically is what I was my mindset and so I would just have these anxiety attacks and I would just be really sad which is not the type of person that I am like I would go I came to experience at CLC my first year um I believe it was 2017 and I would talk to my sisters and I was like I'm not good at talking to people I'm not good at making friends and they're like yes you are like what are you talking about and it would be just because I was so scared I mean it really just changed the way that I thought about myself and how I viewed myself and speaking to others and talking or going out of my comfort zone I felt like I wasn't capable of like doing things well just because of insecurity just because of fear and with my job yes it really amplified anxiety but that's where I learned how to help anxiety or how I can deal with fear I remember one night I was laying in my bed 
and I got home from work super late and I just felt like the world was spinning around me and everything was going crazy and like I physically I was like I'm gonna throw up just because I was getting like dizzy just from how I felt and I just remember thinking about God and I was like okay everything in my world is spinning everything's going crazy but the only one thing that I have that stands still is God and so I would pray I was like God you are my still you are my peace you already know things that I don't know you already know things that I struggle with what I don't struggle with you already know what's gonna happen tomorrow in the next minute in the next hour and I would be at work and I would have anxiety attacks and I would just have to put in like a headphone or like if I couldn't have headphones at the time I would just sing um something like I'm a person of destiny grace and mercy follow me and I know I'm an overcomer just like those type of things that helped me come out of that place of fear and realize okay God's still in control God's still still with me still for me i don't have anything to fear at all hallelujah that's really good that's just one thing that i i struggled with and god really helped me to learn and go through and yeah it still like happens sometimes but thankfully i know where i can go to find peace and i know that i don't have to be in control i don't know i don't have to know what's going on so it's just one thing that god has done for me i'm glad you shared that because I feel like a lot of people deal with it. So I've never heard of like, hey, sing this song. So it's kind of given me a new point to, you know, or something new to try when something like that happens to me. That's so true because I've never even considered that. I don't know if that's a weird thing, but you sing all the time. So I feel like that's so cool to know that it like derives from a place of like, this is when Jesus was real. Like, you know what I mean? Like this reminds, this is a reminder of the Lord. So you live and breathe music sister <laughs> oh my word <laughs> amen so the next testimony that we're going to go to is sister victoria what has the lord done for you Woohoo! Yay! Yay! yeah uh so much the lord has really done so much um i was telling ivy before this i was like oh, i'm nervous for this for this episode because it's such like a i don't know deep personal topic and that's not <laughs> I mean, I guess I said I was an open book before, but, like, maybe I'm not. <laughs> liar. Um, <laughs> She's like, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's necessarily... Whenever anyone asks me my testimony, it always ends up being, like, how I ended up at CLC. Because it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit. But basically, you know, same story. Grew up in church um, all my life. Just kind of just coasted. Did my thing. Yeah, just kind of did my own thing for a very long time. Played the part that I needed to play. I mean, I wasn't doing anything crazy. I wasn't living like, I don't know. I wasn't partying out there every night, (laughs) sneaking out of my house or anything. But I was just like, definitely not fully in it as I should have been. Because I really just didn't have a relationship with God. Yeah, I was just kind of coasting through, doing my own thing. I went to secular school literally my entire life. And I, for high school, actually, I was in a charter school. Like, I went to normal, uh, like, middle school, all that stuff. Um, But then I switched to a charter school after my first year in high school. So it was kind of like independent study. Like, you're literally working on your own. So I was, like, really on my own. I mean, I had friends at church, and I had, like, you know, Janelle was a close friend of mine, I guess. But I really didn't have, like, a lot of super close friends or anything like that. So I really just stuck to just being by myself, being on my own. 
And so that means I went through a lot of things that I went through alone. And so I didn't really like feel like I could or had anyone to talk to. So I just kind of, like I said, coasted on my own. I went to church. I, you know, was on the worship team, but I just kind of like really didn't put much effort towards my relationship with God. And then I, um, I went to NYC in 2017 and I went with like a group of people, a couple of my friends and then a group of random people that I had never met before. It was honestly like super life-changing. It was really cool just to see like, you know, there are like a group of people and people who are like-minded and who are living this same life. I don't know who want more of God. And it was just kind of like, it was inspiring and it was like really cool to see. So then of course after that, it was kind of like, you know, you have that high and then you kind of just go back down and you just kind of go back to the way that you were living before. And again, it wasn't like anything super crazy. I just kind of did my own thing. And then in 2019, I really like had no direction. Like I just felt like I wasn't doing anything or going anywhere. Like I was just kind of going to school I had a job, I was doing what I needed to do, but then I just felt like I had nowhere to go, and I literally didn't know what to do, and I went, ended up going to Landmark at CLC with my family, and it was, like, there, I think it was, like, the last, I think it was Friday morning, Friday morning service, and literally, like, it was the first time that that I had ever, like, heard God's voice, be like, this is, this is where you need to be. I was like, whoa, what was that? I was like, I've never had that happen before. I didn't ignore it. I was just like, okay, that was interesting. I'm just going to keep going about my life. And then like it would come up, you know, when I would pray or just whatever in my life. And, and then I ended up talking to my parents about it. And I was like, I think I need to like go to CLC, which was, you know, scary just because I had already been like, I think it was probably my third year in college already. I was like, I'm like getting old. Like, I can't just like go to a different college, like start brand new. Um, (laughs) Don't you hate that when you age out? (laughs) (laughs) But they really um, encouraged me because my sister and my cousins, like a lot of my family went to CLC. So, you know, and I've seen so much good come out of it. And so they encouraged me and they just prayed with me and I talked to my pastor and, you know, everyone was pretty much for it. And then, of course, you know, doubt kind of just like crept in a little bit. I was like, do I really need to go here? Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Was it just like, you know, a heat of the moment type of stuff? Like those those decisions that you make, like in those moments. And then you're like, oh, man, like, was that really something that I could actually do? So then I ended up going to experience that year, you know, just to see, test the waters a little bit. Mm. I saw Brooklyn there. She didn't talk to me. Just kidding. <gasps> Drama. <laughs> to me either. So. Drama. Uh, no, she did. She ran up to me and she's like, you're Jesse's cousin, right? And I was like, yeah. And she said, okay, bye. And ran away. <laughs> uh, Short and sweet. <laughs> but it was great. Um, but honestly, like, experience was exactly, it was just like, that extra confirmation that I knew that I didn't really need, but I also needed at the same time. But and I it, gave it to her. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, every service, every chapel, um, but especially everyone says this if you go to CLC. I feel like everyone talks about student body prayer. It's like yeah, literally life changing. It's 
it's amazing and you should if you're thinking about CLC consider it pray about it but I really felt that extra confirmation and I ended up applying after like immediately after that got accepted went in the fall and legit like I just saw I just saw like so many things so many things happening and changing in my life and like stuff that honestly that I couldn't even really see but like people when I would go home they'd be like oh my goodness like you've changed so much and it's like you're like a completely different person like it was all for the better like I was just like I don't know whether it be happier or just people were like oh my goodness your smile is just so much brighter I'm like I don't know what that means but okay (laughs) um like I could just see and so many other people can see like things happening and changing in my life and it was just encouraging for me to know that like God really did speak to me and I did hear it and it wasn't just like that heat of the moment type of thing or Mm -hmm, just something that I like imagined or thought up so it was really good that's cool thank you Victoria for that lovely message (laughs) (laughs) your radio voice (laughs) no that's wonderful um I'm so glad that God changed your life at CLC CLC really can make a difference in your life and I, I've seen it. You know, Victoria's so much nicer to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn doesn't run um, away anymore. <laughs> kidding. Okay, so the next one that we have is Sister Janelle. Yay, That's me. So, um, <clears throat> when Jesus became real to me was, I think I was around, like, it's the beginning of high school, the end of middle school. I feel like, just to give some background, I also grew up in church. I think most of us did, if I'm not mistaken. So I grew up, born and raised under a pew. My dad became a pastor when I was like, I don't know, six or something. So that brought on a whole lot of like people being mean to me all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Just people being challenging, being fun, and helping shape my character. Definitely not the best, definitely not refined. I'm not there yet, but I definitely like know it helped. Um, But one of the biggest things I think I saw was like my brothers each individually like went through their own thing. Uh, My brother James, he like had his rebel moments. My brother Jesse had like a really hard rebel moment. Like everyone like, like running away from the home type of vibes, you know, and just like, I'm gonna be just ridiculous, you know? And my dad has like a really colorful testimony and he like, you know, when he was 17, he was like in and out of jail and like all this stuff. And then Jesus literally like from, saved him from like a life sentence and then completely turned his life around. He met my mom, he got, he became like a minister and then he became a pastor. So here we are, right? And we're alive. We've never seen him like that. And so obviously you hear that your whole life and I feel like there's like the desire to like connect. But for me, I saw my brothers like be all wild and I was like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Cause I just saw like the heart he could put my mom through. I saw like what it did for my dad. And I was just like, I don't want to do that. So I feel like I was more challenging because I feel like a lot of the battles I had were maybe really internal or I feel like like the way Brooks talks about like social anxiety like that was something I really also dealed with I know there's different types of anxieties but for me it was like hard for me to talk to people because I grew up like I was pretty mean when I was younger and I was like a little bit of a bully I was a little bit mean to people a different story for a different day but yeah so all that happened and this all ties into like kind of the person I was I'm just kind of painting a picture a little bit And then my brother, Jesse, like, I don't know, my family dynamic was a little interesting. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like the enemy, you know, like really lied to me when I was younger. And so I like also grew like really bitter, like in like terms towards my father and stuff like that. Just being in ministry, people, people weren't really nice. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, it was so crazy. Like, my mom would always say like, my brother's dealt with nothing. And like, it was like people would come in my dad's office with like random things. 
and I kid you not, I was I was mean, but I wasn't that crazy, you know? Some things were legit, like, not even true. And so, um, I would just be like, I don't even know what they're talking about. And so I feel like it was just like, I always built, I don't know, tension. And then like, I sometimes I guess just felt like I had to like, be really good. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I became really sad with, like, my father because he's, like, a really intense dude. But he's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah, so my brother, I feel like, kind of raised me in certain ways. Like, that was kind of, like, the dynamic. And then um, he left for CLC, and I hated him. No, I was really sad. And so then after that, it really pushed me in, like, every way possible because I felt... I remember praying for, like, one of the first times ever, and it was, like, the God of my brother. Like, I was like, okay, what's going on here? Like, now I have to know him for myself, you know? And it broke my heart, honestly. I just cried. I felt like I like someone died and I was just like cry. He's dead. He's dead to me. No, um and then I was cuz like all these things that I was dealing with like issues like bitterness and like people like I had to figure it out for myself now and me and my brother James hated each other so it was just like drama. Then we became best friends. Praise God. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I did a decent job of explaining. That was kind of the gist. And Jesus became real to me when I had to confront all my issues and my brother left for CLC. And I hated him. And that's it. That's, that's <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, know. Jesse, for leaving. <laughs> Thank you for abandoning me. Appreciate it. No. But yeah, and obviously, like, after that, like, just little, like, thing by thing, God worked on my character. And I somehow ended up at CLC. That was a miracle in itself. And trust me, I was like, I, I feel like I would have a really good christian walk still if i didn't come but i know like i'm grateful because i know it's like an open door to deeper things and i, I want it yeah that's so cool that god would take you like take someone out not kill them but just like move someone <laughs> so that can have a relationship Disturbed. with us um like kind of like how my sister left that's so cool that god would just to have a deeper relationship with us just to just have someone step aside to help us grow hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, Sister Ivy, you're up next. Uh, okay, sorry guys, I got a little nervous. I was telling Tori the whole day, I was thinking, I was like, Lord, just help me. Because I know it's not like something super like deep, but I'm not one to like to share my own stuff. But I hope this helps somebody. Um, I hope it's a benefit. But to kind of give a little background, I have been in church as well since I was three. But before that, something happened in our lives and my parents split up. So they've been apart since I was three years old. And then after that, we started going to church. And ever since then, like we've been in church my entire life. So for me, that's kind of where like, I'm just going back to share like, kind of where it all started for me but I began to deal at a really young age with like depression I we I don't even remember this but it's from like what my mom had told me I had infant depression we didn't even know that was a thing but apparently that was a thing yeah super crazy so I had that and then I just dealt with like fear um confidence issues but like the main thing was anger and hatred and um I just, I just hated the world. I hated everybody. Um, I was mad at everybody. I was a brat. I was so just, you know, to, I, I've told some of my friends this story, but just to kind of set the example or the tone of it, um, I had a nanny that lasted one day because like after one day she was like, this just isn't going to work out because I was, I was such a brat. And Imagine so, Ivy had like a goal to make them like less yeah. and less. She's like, my goal is to have a nanny last an hour. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but you know, as I got older, um, I didn't deal with it. I didn't really talk about it, and so it just 
it just got bigger. It literally just got more and more and more. I hated everybody for no reason. I hated my teachers. I disliked everyone in my church, my family members, just everyone. This was like my turning point for me. Every year we have a family, it's called family camp and it's at the end of summer and my church and like the daughter works and like other churches around. Um, we all go up to the mountains and we stay in like cabins and we have camp and it's for like three days. We were up there, we, we have church, you know, no phones, just disconnected. And I was, we were up there, we had church. I don't remember who preached or, you know, what it was about, but I just remember being so tired. It's draining, it's draining being um, that sort of way. And so I was just so tired of just everything. And literally, I just remember being in the altar, just bawling my eyes out and just begging God to take it away. I was like, I'm tired. I don't want this anymore. Um, and I need you to take it away from me. And I need you to, and I let him come in, you know, and deal with it. Because healing is, is, it's a process. It's a painful process. And it's not always the easiest thing. And so sometimes we find it easier in the moment to just like ignore it and not deal with it. And then we act out in other ways. But then that's like, there's consequences to that later on in life. And so I knew like I had to deal with it because I was just, it was so draining. I was so tired. And so I let God into that area of my heart and he just took it away. I literally remember praying. I was on the floor, like crying. And I literally like could feel like the hatred leaving my body, like no joke. It was so weird, but I could literally feel it. And after that day, I remember I, I felt so relieved and I promised God like ever since that day, like I made him a promise that I wasn't going to hate. I wasn't going to, if somebody did me some dirty something, I was going to take it to God, give it to him and deal with it because I didn't want it to grow. And I never wanted, I never want to return back to that place of how I felt in that moment. I gave that to God and he just, you know, he took it away from me. And it's so crazy because um, that's kind of the moment he became real to me. I was 13 and it was because, you know, it wasn't, it was no longer like, oh God, you know, we go to church every Sunday and, you know, we're involved in music or I help out in Sunday school or whatever it may be. But it was like, he's my God. Like he did something for me that no one can take that away from me. And that was an experience I had with him that like it, it changed my life. And that's when he became real for me, not just, you know, like in general, like he was God. It's crazy because like people at CLC don't really know me from, you know, clearly we don't know each other from back then. But like the way that that I am now is the complete opposite of like what I was when I was younger. When I was younger, I had so much attitude, just hated everybody, like I said before. And now it's just like crazy to see that people think I'm like loving or like sweet or um She's like just they think I'm nice but <laughs> <laughs> No, I am. Like I genuinely love people. I love people. Um the the way that I'm so affectionate, um, like my friends, like we make this joke like, oh, my Jesus hugs or whatever. Um, <laughs> but or like, you know, when I pray for people, like stuff like that, like the way people say like Ivy, like the love you radiate or just like just like the peace I feel or like when you give me a hug or just when I'm talking to you, whatever, whatever it is, like whenever they tell me every time I'm just in awe because I'm like, but it's not me. Like, it really isn't me. Like, if only you knew that the way that I actually so cool. am, like, that's not me. Yeah. And I think it's like, this is how God works. Because, like, our 
our testimonies and like just like what God uses is what we lack in like the areas that we could think that are just like the areas that are like you know just not good that's what God uses because he wants to take like the whole glory for it and that's how it was for me like I would have never thought this would have been the area that I'm used in the most but it is because it's like it literally it's not me like it's literally God because he changed me and so that's kind of like a little bit of what I Went through that's growing so up. Oh, cool. that's so beautiful. That was amazing, dude. Oh I my know. gosh. That's so cool. You would never expect to see that. That's awesome. That's so good. Like, seriously, sorry. Like, I was, I'm shocked. Yeah. Like, I, I never would have thought that Ivy could be mean. Ever. <laughs> I feel like it was funny because me and Ivy talked about this where, like, we were talking about the fact that, like, basically you're unrecognizable. Like, once Jesus changes you and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that too, and I was literally like, what? And especially the fact the confrontational part, I feel like because you're super unconfrontational that I literally would have yeah, never I don't like it anymore. Praise God. Like, <laughs> wow. I mean so cool. he literally you know, did a whole one eighty. Won't he do it? That's so awesome. Wow, thank you, Ivy, for sharing that. That's so cool that God would change your life entirely. God really is Ivy's personality. Lord Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus, is that you? <laughs> Okay, so the last one that we have is going to be Sister Liz. I I haven't said anything because I'm like over here just tweaking out because I'm like <laughs> no, I could tell. You know. And usually I talk a lot, but I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. It's it's different from sharing it with like individuals and then like sharing it with the whole internet type of thing, you know? Oh my gosh. So I wasn't thinking about it like that. Yeah. Maybe so I should have overthought this. No, 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 Praise no. God. They're all our friends. We're all friends here. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. They what? Yes. Haters will be blocked. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you won't. Trust me. <laughs> Haters will be prayed for. Oh, that yeah. Jesus. Jesus? just kidding sorry Liz it's okay I think I've noticed like through a lot of people's testimonies is God doesn't become real to us until we're at a deep point in our lives and I feel like that's when we actually begin to search him out like you know and I think that's how it was for me I know I don't want to be dramatic but my testimony was something that had an effect on me for years type of thing and I the way I coped with it was just finding comfort within the brokenness of everything that happened. Ivy's heard it but honestly I've never really shared it. The only time I shared it was barely. I've shared it with individuals but I've never shared it until this past year at school in my class like with a group of people and that was nerve-wracking but I felt like I had to do that like as a almost as like knowing that I had fully overcome it, you know, and it wasn't something that I was ashamed of, but it was something to show, I don't mean to be, like, cheesy or, like, make it spiritual, but, like, it was something I needed to do to kind of show, like, the enemy, like, this doesn't have a hold on me, you know? Yeah. It was something I just needed to voice, and basically, to keep it really short, it started all when I was, like, 12 years old. I was sexually abused and it didn't start off like that in the beginning but it went on for like probably three and a half years it was like crazy how it all happened because it didn't start out like anything crazy it was just things little here and there and it was with someone I had trusted but my thing was I when it all started happening I felt as if I couldn't tell anyone because 
I was just so like scared and ashamed of it, you know, what was happening. And I was just like, okay, well, this is your fault anyways, like, you know, and um, I just started to deal with it and find comfort within my brokenness of what everything was happening. And I don't think it was till like the end of it that it, it was probably like the third year when things really started happening. And it was like, oh my gosh, that I had just gotten done with it. And I was just like, hey, God, like, like, I hadn't really prayed about it because it was like, just with me like I was just dealing with myself so I didn't go to anyone I didn't go to God and I was just like so fed up because once it reached a certain point I was like I literally remember praying in bed and I was just like I was like God how much longer like do I have to endure this type of thing and I kid you not like weeks later everything came out and it wasn't by me telling anyone it was literally my mom finding out like everything and so that's how it all came out so it wasn't like I was willing and even when like it all came out I still didn't want to like fully say anything or let it go the crazy thing is like it ended up going like to the court and everything and so like they made me go to therapy and like all this stuff and that alone was it it took a hit on me because I remember like um somebody talking to me and they were like you have to go to therapy like how stupid like you know just kind of dogging it and I was just like Like, you know what I mean? And so it kind of made me feel, like, dumb and embarrassed. Like, I already feel, like, poop. Why do I want to... Why am I even going to tell you this? You know? And so that was something that was life-altering because it affected me for, like, years and, like, years after. Years during it all and then years after, like, with my mind and just, like, doubt within it. Fear, insecurities was... And sometimes can be a big one for me. But just, like, trust problems, like, even social skills. Like, I just, I would get uncomfortable around certain people. Like, when I would hug people, I would never want my, like, me to full-on hug. It would always have to be a side hug where I didn't, you know, feel anything. Like, you can't, you know, type of thing. So, that was just within myself. Like, there was a ton. And then uh, within my family, it just, like, crushed us. Like, and I could see it was crushing my family. So it just, it broke me even more knowing that, yes, not only was I the one that was being broken, but my family was too. So it didn't help because it was like, okay, Liz, this is your fault too. Like if this would have never happened, your family would be okay. So it was just, it took a lot of time to heal, but you know, I've learned that's not something to be ashamed of, you know, because like, just from the time that all happened to the time now, like, I've shared it with so many people, and people are like, oh my gosh, like, this happened to me, like, with my dad, or this happened to me, like, this or that, like, you know, and you don't really know just by looking at someone on the outwards appearance, and um, the way I look at it is I had to tell myself, like, yes, that is something that is a part of my story, but it's something that won't overpower the rest of the chapters in the book of my life, you know, I've had to learn not to give it the power to define the rest of me, you know, because I, I noticed it wasn't until like, I was like, okay, I'm done, done, like, I don't want to feel like this anymore, but I, I um, finally started to find Jesus, because it was like, I'm done being stuck in this little pity party, you know, and I get it, like, that stuff is scary, that stuff's deep, it affects you, but the problem is when you allow yourself to dwell there and stay there, and then you have that victim mentality. I think that's when the problem happens. But it was definitely in my darker days that I found God. It's when I started searching for him and I told myself like, hey, like, I'm not going to stop until I find him, you know. And and it took a while because like stuff like that 
it doesn't go away it's still in your mind like you still have those memories so it wasn't easy but it wasn't until I think honestly I just started praying like hey God give me a revelation of your blood you know like I know it covers all of this but give me a revelation of it and it wasn't until like okay it's like okay yes we know God died for you but it's more than that you know like he's given us mercy he's given us grace like he extends his love you know giving us access to repentance I think just to sum it up is you know we know that Jesus died on a cross for us and um we know that he's given us mercy you know he died for us to be saved and with that he's given us mercy he's given us grace and he extends his love to us today giving us the access to repentance to turn around even when we mess up you know um everybody has a testimony and um i think it's something to learn not to be ashamed of because it shows where god's brought you from you know and so that's just my little my little thing so proud Yay! of you. That was so awesome. Well, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, I don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you do now. <laughs> I think that was really funny. Like, I know Tori um, and I were talking about the idea of, like, testimonies, right? And, like, you know, the Word of God saying, like, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. Is that a scripture? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm yes. glad because I was like, I don't want to say it's from the Bible and it's not. <laughs> Oh, no. I got to read harder. Okay, um, I just know <laughs> that to be true, that it is true, that, like, when we share these things and when you're able to be like, this happened, or I did this, or someone did this to me, like, it's so helpful to, like, see, like, okay, Jesus is in all of those things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, meaning he, like, meets you. Like you said, Liz, like, in your broken place, in your sadness, in your, yeah, your brokenness, and he's he exists there. Even if you grow up in church, like, there's a breaking point. There's a point where it's like, okay, I need him. Um, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was telling a story, like, that she had heard from a pastor's wife that she was just with. And basically, it was this story um, that should have been very traumatic, but they were telling it like they were laughing the whole time. You know, and, like, basically, this lady got in a car wreck, and she had to be towed, and she had to go on one of those, like, trucks where it's like it like it tows two levels of cars Mm -hmm. you guys know Mm -hmm. what i'm talking about yeah and the lady had to stay in her car the whole time so she was like on the road and basically the whole time that she was telling my mom she was laughing about it like normally if your leg is broken and if you have to stay in your car her leg was broken oh her leg was broken (laughs) 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 okay normally if your leg is broken you're not going to be laughing about it. Like, you're normally just, like, telling it as a sad story, but I think it's all in the way that you take it. Um, You can either take it in a negative way or a positive way. You can think of the fun, not fun, but, like, the funny side or the joyful side of things. Rather, like, I like how Liz was saying, not staying in that place of, like, soaking in, like, soaking in where your hurt is. um, And kind of having to shift your mind and saying... Okay, what was what was the good things that came out of it? Or what was, how can I change this to where it's something good came out of it? It's not just like a hurt. It's not, I don't know, just to show the joy in things and to choose joy. So I like how all of our stories kind of happened while we were growing up. Um, it showed kind of our lifestyle and things that happened when we were young. So what is some advice that you would give to your younger self that you could tell that would help your younger self? For me, it'd be baby Brookie. Um, what about you, 
Lil Nelly? Did you have a nickname? Lil Mama. That is so funny. I think a sentence or something I would say to my younger self is like, it's okay to mess up. I don't know. Because I feel like one of the biggest things sometimes is like, as I said in my story, I didn't want to make a mistake like my brothers did. And that I think alone tells you like, your girl got an issue with pride. You know what I mean? Like, I think it does. And it stemmed from being younger. Like, I was like, that's not going to be me. So I think it's like, who cares if it's you? I mean, what's the worst that happens? And the truth is, you're a terrible person. We're all human. So we're all evil at the core of it in our flesh, not in our attentions before God. But so it's okay. Like, we're all going to mess up. And God's grace is enough. It really is. Evie, what's something that you would say to your younger self? Um, I think what I would tell my younger self is to not compare my story or my life to others because I think when I was growing up the biggest question I'd ask myself is why did I have to go through this why didn't somebody else have to go through this or why doesn't my family or why doesn't my life look like theirs and at the end of the day um if God has called you no matter what kind of life you've had um we're all going to be used by God in different ways and that's the thing that makes the body of Christ beautiful. So I think I would tell myself to stop comparing myself and just be myself and let God do what he has to do in me. Yeah, so I think for me, that would be the advice I would give myself. But, um, you know, Tori, what's something you would tell younger little Tori? Some advice that I would give to my younger self is you're not alone. And that sounds super cliche and probably super cheesy, but it's true. I've come to learn just in this year alone by hearing, you know, other people's testimonies and stories that there are so many people who have gone through what, you know, what I've gone through personally. And I know that I didn't really go into, you know, my full testimony in depth or anything, but I've definitely learned that I'm not alone in this and so many people have gone through what you are probably going through or what you have gone through and this isn't meant to minimize anything that you've gone through or you know make your feelings any less valid but it it literally just proves that you're not alone Mm -hmm. you know you're not so far gone or so Mm -hmm. out there that you can't be helped or you can't be saved and it's scary it really is to admit your faults and mistakes not only to yourself but to others especially people you love and you look up to but the bible says you know confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed if we keep everything bottled up and hidden away you know true healing can't really take place and i think the best thing to do is to find someone to talk to about what you're going through someone you trust whether that be your parent or whatever guardian a mentor your pastor And it sounds scary, trust me, I know, but chances are they've probably heard anything and everything that you could possibly imagine. So it's not like what you've gone through is going to scare anyone away. But bottom line, you don't have to go through anything alone because you're not alone. That's so good. Yeah, Yeah, so good. Liz, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, One thing, okay, two things I think I would tell myself is, (laughs) I would tell myself a lot. (laughs) But one would be you're going to be okay. I feel like we all go through things and we always feel like it's the end of the world or like during those deep, dark 
stages you're like I want to be gone like I don't want to live here anymore like I want this to end yeah but like to hold on to something you're gonna be okay you know it's like that scripture joy comes in the morning you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's true like look at me I'm okay like yes it's gonna take everything takes time to heal takes time to you know be better to grow but you're going to be okay things are going to get better and the second one would be like Ivy said like don't compare yourself because one thing I would always do would compare because it's like well you know you don't have to deal with that so that explains why you're you're being used in this way or like this or that it's so easy to compare you know especially when you've done wrong you know things have happened in your own life it's so easy to just be like well I'm never gonna get there you know but one thing I would really tell myself is you're going to be okay because you're going to heal, you're going to grow, and God is still going to take you to the places you need to get. And it might take a little longer, but you're still going to get there. So just know it's going to be okay. Wow, that's so good. Okay, one thing that I would say to my younger self is I think the main thing would be it's okay not to know. And what I mean behind that is it's okay not to know what's going to happen the next day. It's okay not to fully understand where your life is going to go. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel. But the main thing is it's okay not to know what's going to happen. I think a lot of people know my personality is just like, they're like, Brooklyn, how are you going to finish this essay in one night? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, are you you stressed? No, it's fine. (laughs) 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 But... uh, but it, like my younger self, I would just be so scared about it. Like, I mean, obviously I should have had more time to prep, but I think with situations where it's just a big thing in your life that looks like such a big wall, it's okay to just put it on the side and say, God, I need help and you're going to work it out and it's going to be okay. Because I feel like a lot of the times I didn't know what to do. And even now I still don't know what to do. Sometimes I'm just like, Lord, I don't know. And it always ends up fine. And the Lord always pulls through. He's always going to take care of you. I think that's what I would say to my younger self. Yeah, I think that's really good because of the fact that, like, I think everyone deals with, like, like, hurts or, like, I don't know, not even just hurts, like, just things. Everyone deals with them so differently. And it reminded me when you were talking, it reminded me of my my old roommate, Destiny Seagraves. Love her. Um, I remember we, she picked me up from the airport one time and I told her, I thanked her for this cause it like, I don't know, she said it and it just really changed, it's not my personality, so it changed like the way I see things and she was just like, you know, sometimes I trust God like so much, like to the point where it's like, you should probably be taking more responsibility for that. But it was just so funny, like the way she said it and I was literally like, that's so cool. Like she's just like, okay, I'll walk into something. I'm like, God got this. Like he's done it before and he'll definitely do it again. And that's in everything. And so it's literally what you're saying. Like, but I like loved her perspective. It was like to the point of, like, I should probably be worrying about this more. Like, I should probably be, like, you know, but it's, like, it's, like, he really, he does got it. Like, if you really, she, or sometimes she's, like, you know, and God would put something in my hands, and I'd be, like, I'm going to give that one right back to you, God. <laughs> like, and I just, I just, I just loved it, you know, like, the carefreeness of, like, my life is completely in your hands, and it's the best place to be. Moral of the story, just trust the process. Trust the process. Oh, my word. <laughs> Shout out to the Sangari brothers. Yeah. Brothers? I know. I was like, what was their name again? Like, like their <laughs> band's Simon. name. Which one? <laughs> Honestly, this podcast was like, this episode was really 
I like really enjoyed it because I feel like there were so many things that I didn't know about all of you guys. Like Ivy, I would never would have thought that you're mean. <laughs> no, I'm so glad that I I got to know you guys in a deeper way. Well, thank you guys for listening today. Um, I hope you guys could relate to one of us, and if you do, I hope that you took something out of it. Um, if you want, um, I want you guys to send us maybe like a video explaining your testimony. I'd, we'd love to post it on our story. Yeah. Um, give yeah. a special shout out to you guys. All of our stories are important. All of our stories are going to help the kingdom of God. Amen. Um, you guys are important, and we love you. <laughs> we love Even you. Even if we don't know you. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. We hope to see your videos. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.